As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. What's up and welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Friday, December 3rd, week 13 of the NFL season underway. We're going to take a look ahead to the remainder of the week 13 slate, making our five favorite picks from a gambling perspective for the week 13 games that are still left ahead of us. Michael Beller, Zach Jackson, and Vic Tafer here with you to talk through week 13 and everything that we've got coming our way over the weekend. Zach, let's start with you, man. How are you doing so far this weekend? Well, I'm good. Uh, you know, I'm still battling this turkey and Sunday night football hangover. <laughs> uh, I don't bounce back like I used to. So so please, you know, proceed with caution on my picks this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're moving right along, right? We're into December. We're into week 13. Still a long, long way to go. Uh, I just wanted to tell you guys, like, this is how hard this game is, in case our picks aren't any indication of that. <laughs> um, I'm in this... this uh, Low stakes, but but big pot survivor pool, right? Uh-huh. And on November first, there were like eleven thousand people still oh, in wow. it. It's right. So I go on today, and somehow I'm still in it, but there's seventy people. So oh, damn, this is really hard. So proceed with caution. But thanks for listening, everybody. Is it with it being that big of a pool and us being this far along? Is it? Do you have to make just still one pick a week? Yeah, it's still one pick a week. Yeah, it's it's run by one of these online sites, and you know uh-huh. I think they gave away entries, or it was sure. you know. Join, join this and we'll get in this. So I did. And, you know, you just let it fly, right? And like yeah. I said, at one point I looked and it was like 11,000. Well, I don't know. Will I ever get to week 18? Probably not. And now I'm like, oh, here we go. Well, this was a strange – so I'm alive in one. Not not nearly as many people. But we probably started with like 500 people and we're down to eight. Um, yeah. And I'm one of the eight still remaining. And this was a, the, one of the strangest survivor years that I've ever done it where it was – I mean, it was smooth sailing for 90% of pools across the board – through like 10 weeks and then suddenly it's just been ridiculous over these last few weeks with the number of big upsets that we've had taking out huge swaths of survivor pools so good for us Vic Tafer you're here are you in any survivor pools and just how's it going man doing good man I don't think so I think uh I lost week one so that's a lot of (laughs) no stress for me like it was good nice I can relax not worry about that kind of stuff but uh that's good the turkey's finally gone Uh, I'm looking forward to the big uh Jack Del Rio Derek Carr (laughs) Uh, rematch or yeah. revenge game or whatever it is, but uh, yeah, it's a big week. 
Yeah, for sure. A big week and a fun week, hopefully, that we've got ahead of us. Uh, we were right uh, down the middle last week, you guys. Vic went 3-2. and two. Zach and I both went 2-3. and three. So looking for some slightly better results here this week. Let's jump in with, yes, our only head-to-head matchup of the week. You guys are taking opposite sides of the Vikings and Lions matchup this week. Vikings are seven-point favorites on BetMGM this game being played in Detroit. Uh, Vic, you are on the road favorite Minnesota Vikings, so why don't you take this one first and then Zach rebuttal with the Lions. Uh, Well, I think the Vikings are good. I think the Lions are very bad. So those are my Mm -hmm. two big reasons. I think the Vikings last week could have covered that spread. There were a couple of calls went against them, I thought. um, But I think they played fairly well. I mean, Kirk Cousins was kind of off target on a few passes. But I think they made good progress in the last month. I think the Lions... um, I know DeAndre Swift is a big a big loss for them. They don't have a lot anyway, so I think it's just a good place for the Vikings to kind of reestablish uh, their their hotness or whatever their their streak of playing better than last month. So I've watched the last eight quarters of Lions football, and it's not pretty, Ooh, right? But I'm fun taking stuff, a touchdown Zach. here uh, for a couple of reasons. One, it's it's Minnesota's second straight road game, right? And and they needed to win last week. I think they've been a roller coaster all along. They barely won the first one. And the Lions, with a little bit of extra rest here, get to look and say, hey, maybe maybe we're running out of chances. So I certainly don't love it, right? And I'm not saying Lions outright, but I'm taking the full touchdown here because I just think, especially with Dalvin Cook out, I just don't know about the Vikings. And it, it really, this is more about the Vikings laying too many than it certainly is about the Lions, who are just awful. Yeah, the first time these teams played this season was another one of the games that Dalvin Cook missed. And Alexander Madison played well in his stead, but that was a walk-off field goal for the Vikings to win it. That's one of three walk-off field goal losses that the Vi- that the Lions have had this season. And so it's a, it's a pretty easy stay away from me. If I were forced to go one way or the other, I'd probably side with Vic and the Vikings, but it's not a game that I want to play. A game I do want to play, probably the marquee game of Week 13, Monday Night Football, Bills and Patriots getting together. Bills, three-point favorites at home against the Patriots. It's totally a fair line. I could argue the other side of this. I'm going with the Bills. I could craft a Patriots argument if that was the way I wanted to go. Uh, But what I'm doing here is just siding with the team that I still think is the better team. And this line basically suggests that these are evenly matched teams on a neutral field. I think that's totally fair. The Patriots deserve all the credit that they've been getting for their six-game win streak. I know it hasn't necessarily been a murderer's row of opponents, but look at those margins of victory. They are routinely going out and winning games by three scores, four scores. It's just been ridiculous what they've been doing Two opponents last week against the Titans, 36-13, to just adding on to that same sort of, yeah, it's not the best team, but they're still crushing these teams that they're going out and beating. It's a different flavor that they're going to get in the Bills, and the Bills did this in the first half of the season. When the Bills were surging to the top of the AFC East, they were the team that was beating up on a bunch of teams that they were clearly better than. The 35-0 win they had over the Dolphins, the 40-0 win that they had over the Texans, like they were the team that did it first, the Patriots did it second, and now these teams meet uh, against one another in this huge game for control of the AFC East, and I still think that until we see the Bills knocked off by the Patriots, the Bills are the better team up between these two, so give the Bills minus three at home against New England in this battle for the AFC East. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Now we move on to a game where we find some agreement between you two guys. Bears and Cardinals getting together in Chicago this week. Bears are seven and a half point underdogs at home against Arizona. You guys both like the home dog Bears. Zach, take this one first. Yeah, simple simple as me wanting more than a touchdown here. You know, I know Arizona's mm-hmm. off the bye. Kyler will probably be back. And they're certainly motivated. They're playing for the number one seed. But for as, as bad as the Bears have been in the win-loss column and everything that's gone on on the outside, They've been competitive in games, right? Um, for the most know, part, I, I, I like, yeah, for the most part, and I just think this is too much. You know, I, I think it's two or three points too much, and I just circle more than a touchdown for the home team here, uh, and, and go with the Bears. Yeah, I think uh, I agree. I think it's, um, it's a good spot. Chicago's a tough place to play this time of year. I think. Um, I think the Cardinals may be looking ahead a little bit. They got the Rams next week, so I think uh, yeah, Murray and Hopkins are probably back. But who knows how, how sharp mm-hmm. they are in the first game back? And uh, you know, when you're trying to dig out a big hole like I am, you got to get dirty. You got to <laughs> pick some bad teams. You got to get in the mud with the Bears. So I'm taking the Bears and, and the points. Another game that's an easy stay away for me. If I was forced to pick, I would probably go against you guys and go with the Cardinals. Uh, it's got a lot to do with the injuries that the Bears have on the defensive side of the ball, but certainly not a strong feeling toward the Cardinals. This was an easy one for me to move past. And actually, uh, speaking of Survivor off the top, this is uh, one of the three teams that I am considering for Survivor, the Cardinals uh, in Chicago against the Bears. Wouldn't be my first pick if I had every team available, but those are the things you have to do in Survivor Pools in Week 13. So uh, not locking them in just yet, but definitely a team that I am considering in survivor pools. Don't want really any piece of the seven and a half on either side of this one. How about Dolphins and Giants? Vic and I both on this game and both on the same side. We both like the Dolphins. I'll make the case first here. Um, Dolphins look good, you guys, over these last couple of weeks here. Really feels like they've got some things figured out with the offense. A little bit more RPO uh, with Tua over these last few weeks. And we've seen uh, the results come through for them in that they're winning games and they've put themselves back on the fringe of the AFC playoff race. The big thing for me, though, this was generally a stay away for me until uh, the news came out earlier this week about Daniel Jones. Still not exactly sure as of this recording who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Giants, but we do know it's either going to be a banged up, not 100% Daniel Jones or Mike Glennon. Either way, I want a piece of Dolphins minus four. So you combine what the Dolphins have done over the last month or so, the fact that that offense is starting to look a little bit like we thought it could be coming into the year, combine it with a Giants team that has just been bad and is going to be playing with a hampered or just bad backup quarterback. And I like the Dolphins uh, land the four at home. Yeah, I also have the Dolphins. I think they're, they're rolling. I think right now Tua is just kind of dropping back a couple steps and letting it rip. I don't see the Giants getting enough pressure to really alter that. I think um, – Dolphins will, will have pressure. They'll blitz a lot, whether it's Jones or Mike Lennon. I'm not, to me, it's not a huge difference, but uh, I'm a big Mike Lennon fan, obviously. But uh, I think the Dolphins will, uh, will roll and keep the streak going. 
Yeah, this is another one of the teams that uh, I am concerned. I know you guys love hearing all my Survivor updates, and this is another one of the teams that is uh, <laughs> No, talk radar. me through it. Yeah, talk me through it. I mean, it's <laughs> tough because, like, do you want – to me, it's like, do you want to just go Tampa, right? Or do you want to get cued and save Tampa? Yeah. I don't have Tampa available. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it would – if if I had – the one team that I would just for sure be marking right through – if I didn't, if I had them all available, and I wouldn't worry about getting cute and saving them, is the Rams against the Jets. Yeah, I don't have them. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tampa's one that I would probably use, but I mean, I think Arizona, Minnesota, they're right there in terms of win percentage, win likelihood with Tampa. So I think there would be some argument if you had Tampa plus one of those two. I think there would be some argument for going with one of those two and saving Tampa. But again, this is this is also a time where survivor pools could be ending any week and so maybe you just want to go with the team that can end it for you and you can get on tampa get that detroit upset get that chicago upset and move on but that's enough survivor let's get to our uh, next uh, next game here zach you and i both have a play on ravens and steelers we are of the same mind as to how this game is going to go we're both making a total play just slightly different actual plays that we're putting in so let's hear yours first yeah it's going to be a brawl right and we might have weather mm-hmm. and wind and and actual brawls. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, in division games late in the year, I like first half unders. And I played one last week in the Steelers who have a terrible offense. And the only <laughs> reason I lost is because Ben threw it to the Bengals and they ran a long way the other way. And yep. even with that first quarter explosion in which the Bengals took a big lead and looked like the best team ever created, it still came down to the last minute of the first half to get that first half over. I just think both teams, you know, want to play a little bit conservative. Maybe safe is a better word than conservative. Yeah. I think both teams, you know, want to keep their quarterbacks out of harm's way. And I just think it's a physical throwback football game, and I just see it being 10-7 or even 6-3 at halftime pretty comfortably. I'm right there with you. I love the first half under, and I love the game under of 43-and-a-half. Look at what these teams did last week. I mean, Zach, you were all over that Ravens-Browns under, and that was I mean, that was never even in question. You were you were spending that money by the end of the first quarter with the, way, sure that game, <laughs> the way that game went. And I mean, like, I just don't see anything that we've seen from either of these teams over recent weeks that would make you think this is going to be a... 24 to 20 or a 27 17 sort of game this is going to be ravens 20 to 10 something like that ravens 17 to 10 i don't see why we would think it would be anything different this pittsburgh passing game just can't do anything we, we talk about that with cleveland and we're right about that when we talk about that with cleveland but pittsburgh isn't getting enough attention in that way either and i think it's maybe because the name brand of ben roethlisberger plus still having guys like deontay johnson and chase claypool who can go make big plays but I mean, there's just nothing in this passing game. And Najee, Wall- Najee Harris seems to be maybe hitting a little bit of a rookie wall. Everything here just screams under 43 and a half to me. I like the Ravens too, but you know, on the road, laying four and a half, not really anything I want to mess with here. Two teams that know each other very well. Very happy to mess with the total. Love your first half under, Zach. Love the game under of 43 and a half as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's get on to Sunday Night Football. Next here, you guys, and Zach, you've got to play for us here. Chiefs, nine and a half point favorites at home against the Broncos. What do you got for us? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel more comfortable with 10, right? And I know the mm-hmm. Chiefs are coming off a bye and things have broken. Not, not surprisingly. Right, if if Pat Mahomes is back in it, then then they are the AFC favorite, right? But Denver has been a completely different team. You know, I saw them in mid October on Thursday night in Cleveland, and they were awful. I think they've lost one game since. They're playing with confidence. Mm-hmm. They're a little healthier. Um, mm-hmm. These games, look at the Bron- Broncos Chiefs games. Even you know, over the last few years, as the Chiefs have ascended, they're one score games. So I, this is simply to me a Sunday night game that means something to both teams, means something to really the entire AFC, anybody with a pulse anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'm just in my, just like my other thinking in the earlier games, I am taking more than a touchdown in this spot. Yeah, I think that's totally a fair way to think about this game. And these AFC West games have been, um, you know, there's a lot of contention in these games and it's a, a division that's one on top of the other, similar to what we see in the AFC North. So a huge game for that AFC playoff race between the Broncos and Chiefs on Sunday night football. Uh, let's get to a game that doesn't necessarily have playoff implications on both sides. Vic, you've got to play for us in Falcons and Buccaneers. The Bucks, 10.5-point road favorites in this one. Which direction are you going in here, Vic? Yeah, I'm going with the home dog. It's uh, kind of similar to my uh, my big Bears pick. I'm getting dirty. I'm getting with the bad team. I think <laughs> the uh, the Bucks may look ahead. They got the Bills next week. I think they're coming off a nice big win. I can't imagine they're too worried about the Falcons who they blew out the first time. Uh, Devin White's out. I think that's a big deal for the defense. I think the Falcons will be able to score some points and stick stick around. So I'm taking the points and the home dog with the uh, the Falcons. Can I ask you what makes you think the Falcons are going to score any points? Uh, I just said Devin White's out. It's a big deal. No, um, Cordell I, Patterson. Know, I, I've had the Falcons before, and they've, I've been alarmed how bad they are offensively. But uh, yeah, Cordell Patterson's having a big year. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Great year. I think this is one of those weeks where, like, you know, fantasy owners, they all bench Kyle Pitts. And now Kyle <laughs> Finally Pitts does is going to show up. Yeah, he's going to piss God, off all I the fantasy right. people around the league, <laughs> around the country. But uh, it's more oh, of a, just a situational play. I think the Buccaneers can, can't really be too worried about the Falcons. I think it's a lot of points. So oh. it's not, not the best logic in the world, but it's what I got. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Vic. My five and seven home league fantasy team is desperate, absolutely desperate for some Kyle Pitts production. So I absolutely hope you are right. You hear my baby in the background also. She wants she wants that Kyle Pitts production. She's only seven months, but she knows we need that Kyle Pitts production in the Beller house. I'm going to go to Rams and Jaguars. I'll keep this one short and sweet. Rams are desperate for this game. Rams need to bounce back. They need a good win. They need to feel good about themselves going into the stretch run in the NFC. Realistically, the division probably out of reach of course they could come back mathematically they're still in it but a couple of games back a home loss to the cardinals already on the record it's unrealistic that they're going to come back and win the nfc west but they need some wins they everyone wants to avoid that spot and so they are really in a tough spot here i think they need this game and they don't mess around minus 13 against the jaguars i think they win this game by 20 plus points you hear it right there 20 plus point victory for the rams this week against the jaguars 
One more pick apiece, you guys, flying through this Week 13 episode. Zach, you and I are both on Eagles Jets under 45 and a half, so I'm just going to let you speak for both of us. I, I really don't see how this game, similar to what we talked about earlier with Ravens and Steelers, like paint me a picture where this game gets to 46 points. I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, I think you do have to worry about defensive scores, Michael, and, yeah. and, and you know, ball going off the side of the punter's foot and things like that. Um Otherwise, you know, both offenses are, are really reeling. They're, they're searching for answers. Obviously, the Eagles are still playing for something, I guess. Mm-hmm. The, the Jets really aren't. But uh, the Eagles have struggled to maintain anything offensively. It looks like yeah. they get Miles Sanders going. He's back on the injury report. You know, Jalen Hurts has, has really been good for, for much of the year. He's banged up now. It hasn't been consistent. His receivers are letting him down. I just think this is an ugly late-season football game. We might have ugly weather conditions for it. And, and yeah, I mean, this is a 17-14 or 21-10 type of game. I just don't see it flirting in the 40s. So, you know, barring something crazy. And crazy things do happen in this league every week. But, you know, I, when, I, when I see a total like this and I see offenses sputtering the way these two offenses mostly have, um, you know, I circle it. I think, or, you know, a month ago, the, these totals at 45 or under were hitting 60% you know, for the year. And it's usually because, you know, when quarterbacks are struggling to get it going, it's it's it, it's a struggle. I don't know a better way, <laughs> yeah. better way to say it. Zach Wilson's just been terrible this season, been absolutely terrible this season, you guys. And that's the one thing I worry about, too, Zach, is he throws three picks. And you know, one of them's returned for a pick six. One of them sets the Eagles up with a short field. But we can't really worry about that in a, a, such a way that overrules everything we've seen with our eyes. But the way these two offenses have played and, you know, the Eagles are uh, one of the run, run heaviest teams over these last six weeks or so here. So I think that's something that continues in such a way that keeps this game moving and keeps the scores down. Vic, why don't you take us home here? Uh, the one prop that we have on today's show, I am a sucker for Austin Eckler rushing plus receiving props, so I love to see this one in the show. Yeah, I think it's a good number. It's 97 and a half uh, over yards rushing and receiving, uh, minus 115. He's hit that number the last two weeks after not getting it the two weeks prior, but... I think he's in good shape right now. I like the Bengals. I'm not really been too impressed with their linebacker play, so I think he'll get most of those maybe even catching the ball. So I think it's a nice number. I like the Chargers also in this game. I think this is probably the safer bet as it being a tough game to call. So I like Eckler going over uh, 97.5. It's beautiful to get out of the out of the uh, show on a prop. Uh, it's something that we've fallen off on for obvious reasons. Uh, we uh, are just getting into the show, but it's nice to have at least one prop thrown in. So thank you for doing that, Vic, and thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. For Zach and Vic, I am Michael Beller. Good luck this weekend. Get those winners. As always, happy betting. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>